Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm your host today, Kirk Lowe, the uh, co-founder and CEO of Proudmouth. And I have my business partner here, Matthew Halloran, who is a podcast guru. He's a pretty smart fella. Most days I, I love him to death and the other days I just love him. Hey, look, we're going to talk about some cool stuff today. We're going to talk about five must-haves before you start a podcast. And this is really important because we see it all the time with people coming to us and wondering, what do I need to do to get started? And they start thinking about equipment and they get a little ahead of themselves or stuff before that. So we're going to talk about the maybe a little less obvious things that you need to get started in your podcast. We're going to, we're going to focus on five. There are probably more. We're going to focus on the five most important ones today. And look, if you want to learn stuff like this, eventually, maybe in five minutes, I don't know, you're going to go to the Influence Accelerator Academy because we're going to teach you this stuff all day long. And if you don't know, we have office hours there. This is where we get some of the material that we'll be talking about in the future because we're actually listening to people who are in there. Let's jump into this, Matthew. What do you think? This this is a topic that you brought up today. I'm just curious what you why you think it's so important. Well, office hours, bud. That's the whole thing is where we have these clients who are taking advantage of our enthusiast level system in the Influence Accelerator Academy. We have two hours of office hours every single solitary week. And I pop in there when I'm when I'm needed, when there are questions. And We've been, we have these two people specifically who are just pedal to the metal, Kirk. They're really excited about getting their podcast started. One's going to start a DJ podcast about actually being a DJ for like weddings and things. And the other one is really want to focusing on marketing to sales professionals who don't think they're ever going to be able to retire, which gets us right into the first thing here, which is focus, right? So we hear this all the time. People go into podcasting and they just don't have a focus. They have no idea. They're just like, I love to talk. So therefore I'm just going to be the next Joe Rogan. And that's really not the case. Both of these two people that we're working with have a very, very specific niche. And the funniest thing about it, Kirk, is the gentleman who is starting the DJ podcast is a high-performing salesperson for Salesforce. And so the other the other guy who's a financial services professional was like, hey, can I interview you for this white paper that I'm writing for this focus for, for gaining some traction in this industry? And it just worked perfectly. And that's the power of being involved with like-minded people and why the Academy is really good. But anyway, you have to have a very specific focus. The more specific you can get with your focus on a podcast is going to make everything so much easier. We refer to it as a niche or a niche, but you have to be very, very structured with your focus and you need to not deviate from that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think when you're, when you get off into marketing, anytime you spend marketing to somebody who's not ideal or you don't ideally serve or help, you're wasting time, energy, money. And if you're doing any kind of digital marketing and you don't have your your brand, your focus, your niche, all that stuff figured out, anybody who's reputable, who's helping you is going to quickly remind you 
this doesn't work unless those people intimately, right? Once you get past part of that, having that focus, niche expertise, niche audience, and, and the format down, it's really about putting that into practice. So that kind of leads us to the next thing, which is marketing. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the marketing items and, and things you have to have in place for a, a podcast to have that foundation to, to get started? One of the things I learned from you, Kirk, early on in our relationship is you should be able to close your eyes as a marketer and picture in your mind's eye your ideal client. And podcasting is no different, especially when it comes to your brand message with the podcast. Your podcast should have its own philosophy, right? So we've got this, the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast where our entire focus is to teach financial services professionals and people who sell products and services to financial services professionals how to rise above the noise of the misinformation that's out there that's really what this made this this podcast has evolved into because it's all about marketing and podcasting right well you have to have that same level of focus and commitment with your podcast you should have a one-liner i want to have a podcast that's going to do this so the dj is a great example his one line is that he wants to be the one-stop shop for people who want to start djing and he's going to cover everything you need to do to start your own DJ business, including, and, and this is why I'm going to subscribe to his podcast, top 20 playlists. So he's got this bevy, Kirk, of all of these different genres, like everything from like the top 20 on a wedding of this age group and this age group, all the way to Sudanese wedding top 20s and Indian wedding top 20s with Bollywood music. And he's got all of these things and it's just gonna be so much fun to listen. But that's what his major focus is. Now you need to take that to the next level though, which you have a huge piece of real estate on your podcast channel page, which is the description of the podcast, you have to infuse that with the keywords, the keywords of who your ideal client is. So DJ, weddings, top 20 lists, playlists, all of these sorts of things that the DJ guy is going to do, Joe, it needs to be infused because the description of your podcast is what search engines within podcasts and outside of podcasts are going to look for including Google's, Yahoo's, Bing's, all of the other ones that you guys are using. And you also have to be able to have hashtags. Now, I want you to use hashtags sparingly within your description, but it is very, very important. So what about bringing that to life visually? Well, we just had a really fun time working with David, who's the other the other guy who's been showing up to office hours because we've been working on his the visual representation of his brand. He went to Fiverr, Kirk. So he went to F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, which is something we've referred to many, many times on this podcast and also in the academy in our tech stack, which basically means this is a, a preferred provider that we have used that has brought us great joy and great ease because it basically crowdsources some amazing graphic design work. He went ahead and he looked through Fiverr, put in his price point that he wanted to pay for it, which I think was about 50 bucks. And he was able to get five or six different logo types. So feelings, imagery, and then he landed on one, but it was in black and white. And so when we met with him this past Friday, we were talking about how it was, he needed to have an appropriate color palette. And then he found the color pad. His guy's from Southern California, surfer guy, totally laid back. And you look at his logo 
and it was a little busy, so we wanted him to clean it up. But the color scheme that he came up with was really, really fantastic. I want your cover art, which is basically just like an old album for those of you who even remember what the heck that is. Cover art on an album was really, really powerful from a marketing perspective. Podcast cover art is no different. Yeah. So once you get your artwork, you, you got your description, you understand how you're going to, you know, your audience and your keywords and how you're going to uh, tee up what, what your podcast is all about. And then you got to figure out where you're going to put this thing. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a lot of potential decisions there, but hopefully you can simplify that for everybody. A absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing that you need to pay attention to is you get what you pay for. Many people want to go ahead and use a lot uh, a free system and there's lots of free systems out there. In fact, way too many to, to list here. But for a very small amount of money, you can use the one that we use, which is Blueberry. And we've tried lots of different podcast syndication platforms. So what this means is you can't go to iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. Now this new Apple Podcasts thing that's come out, which is a premium service. You have to go through a syndication service. And you want a syndication service that's going to be able to provide you with the broadest amount of syndication, which means it's gonna be pushed out to as many places as possible, but also that has an analytics ability. And so we landed on Blueberry. Uh, Blueberry is an amazing program or website basically that not only can you have your podcast syndicated there, but they offer a whole bunch of other services for a very, very reasonable price. Yeah, so I, I, I just wanna clarify something first yeah. because I'm a little bit worried the wording. So the, the host, is the is gives you the the syndication link and then you have to go syndicate it so i'm just making sure those are two separate things so blueberry is not the syndicating service but they give you the link that you can then go push it out that is and i know that you're that our team you know do that so i just want to make sure that was clear yep uh to the listener so but blueberry is a great tool because what, what what does todd cochran say he's the founder of blueberry remember remember what he said without his favorite line about how he positions blueberry from others no what do what you i don't remember what it is yeah the rent versus own oh god yeah dude totally yeah yeah so that's perfect so i'll, I'll let you run with that well, so a lot of times what you're doing is you're not really owning your intellectual property when you're using free services. When you pay for a hosting service like Blueberry, you literally own everything and everything's within your control. And it will also help you pay dividends because of the ownership aspect. It can be really, really scary if you're not paying for things. There's a reason you're not paying for it, which could be that they have a right over your work specifically what what else what else did todd yeah, say well, about that? yeah and and when you you just when you have when you go through blueberry your your you own that land because it's on your website that's yeah. so the rent is when you when you use a service i'll, I'll beat up on podbean today but they're they're they're, they're a nice company they have a nice platform for sure we started off using them actually mm -hmm. and but a podbean there's limitations with it because you're renting from them. They they own the channel, but with Blueberry, you you put it inside of a WordPress because Blueberry is really a, a, a WordPress. There's a WordPress extension, and you really own where the podcast lives. So what I mean by that is you can drive people back to your system, not Podbean, right? So that that can be really powerful. And if you go to 
if you go to our website, proudmouth.com, you'll see that our podcasts are, they live there. We also have a channel. We host them on blueberry.net, but they live and we want people to listen to them there or obviously their device. So that, that can be a big thing. Hold on a second, because I need to back up here because there's one thing that we didn't talk about that I that I definitely want to to touch on really quickly, which is actually the sponsor of this podcast, which I know that sounds like a really weird uh, transition, but I want to talk very quickly about Restream because a lot of you are thinking, well, podcasting, all I see is live podcasts, and that's absolutely true. And using something like Restream.io gives you the opportunity to live stream, which means that you can connect it with your LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever you want still get the recording at a really, really high quality rate. Yeah. So we haven't moved over top advisor to that yet, but we are doing our beer on loud podcast, which is a new podcast that we started a couple of months ago. A couple of months ago means what date was that? February? March? <laughs> I don't even remember what month we're in right now. March, 2021. Yeah. Anyway. But we haven't moved this one over yet, but we are using it uh, for the Be Your Own Loud podcast. It's been really fun. Uh, we're still learning some nuances there, but we're getting a lot of those worked out. And then we're going to be hopefully launching this with a couple of pilots with our clients and then more and more people who who want to do the, the live streaming uh, version of it. But there are definitely lots of people who are choosing to do a live stream version of their podcast. So the idea there, just so conceptually understand, is we use Restream. We live stream it. We try to invite people. We run it like a like a like you would a webinar or an event. Mm -hmm. it, and not from a graphic standpoint, but from a an event standpoint. Hey, we're gonna do a restream on Monday at this time. If you show up, you can listen. If you miss it, it archives on all those systems so you can replay it. So it lives and breathes there. And then we also take that video file, push it through to YouTube. And then we also also turn the audio into a podcast. So we run really three things that end up being having our thought leadership show up in a lot of places. And that's a very powerful thing, right? You spend one hour or less doing this and, and your content goes to a lot of places. And there's a lot of beauty in that if you if it's if your synapses aren't firing about how powerful that could be for you. I'll remind you that it is powerful. Anyway, <laughs> one of the really interesting things about some of the success that we see with podcasters, particularly in our own cohort of over 70 podcasts, is when somebody takes a lot of pride in their podcast and the impact it can have. So can you talk to that a little bit, Matthew? One of our most successful clients is one of our newest clients. Before his podcast even launched, he told everybody about the fact that he had a podcast. And in most fields of expertise, it, especially financial services, life insurance, disability insurance, health insurance, estate planning attorneys, CPAs, money managers, all of those people, is there aren't a lot of podcasts that are Main Street podcasts. There are a lot of Wall Street podcasts out there, and you don't want to compete with them. You want to compete with your own specific niche. And so what David did was he just told everybody about his podcast because he was so darn excited about it and proud of it that that actually ended up getting him new business because people were just paused and said, 
you have a podcast? It used to be that you have a book was like that whole area of panache and you were super special. And, and now, mind you, that is still very important. It can work very well for you. But podcasts are the new way to prove that you're an expert and you should be freaking proud of it. You should be telling all of your centers of influence about it, all of your existing clients about it, all of your prospects about it. Hell, you should talk to your family and friends about it because it's not a sales thing. And I think that's really where a lot of people get uncomfortable with talking about the how proud they are of their podcast is these are all educationally based you have to be educationally focused if you have a podcast that comes across as being salesy nobody's going to subscribe to it nobody nobody it'll, it, it'll sound like this <laughs> yeah nothing yeah nothing. <laughs> <laughs> being proud is a huge thing we love talking about our podcast. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll even fire off an email to somebody who's a new prospect and say, Hey, have you, or if it's not clear, have you listened to our podcast? Because we want you to listen before you talk to us. Yeah. Just understand the power of it. Listen to the ideas that we're sharing all the time. So you can figure out if it's right for you or something you're going to fall in love with. If it has a place in your business, if you're going to exhibit the qualities and really dig in and buy into it, it's not much use in starting a podcast and quitting in six months, right? Yeah. So that pride, that pride almost kicks in to say, well, I just told everybody, so I better go get it done. I better do it really well. You and I were on a call a little while ago talking about how podcasting is going to end up being table stakes, just like a website is, especially in financial services. So the best time to plant a tree was 800 years ago, or whatever that saying is. The best time to start a podcast is 100 episodes ago, but you're still going to, if you start your podcast today or this week or this month, you're going to be so far ahead of all of the old late adopters, right? So you go to our website. I love this as an example. You go to our website and you look at the fact that Kirk and I have deposited 300 episodes of thought leadership out into the universe. And then you get a new podcasting company that comes in that maybe has 20. Right. Think about that as you and your business. If you're going to go somewhere and you see somebody's written a thousand blog articles, right? Well, first you might want to think, gosh, they should probably just be a writer. But the fact that they've they've done that much work to educate you, podcasting is exactly the same way. Because it it really is a numbers game. It's not how many listeners you have. It's how many podcasts you have in the can. That is the number you need to focus on. Sorry about that digression, Kirk. That just came into my brain. You want to be looked at and have a lot of credibility. And every time you hit the next 10 podcasts in the bank, there's equity in that. It's not like you're running an ad and each ad dies when it's done, right? There's equity. I like to call it compound marketing because when you have 10, it's way better. And when you have a much better place to go from than when you had two. And when you have 20, better than 10. And you know what I mean? When you got 50, it's better than when you had 20. There's just so much credibility. The other thing that we don't really talk about is how much learning you, you have in your own world. There are so many, I, I don't like the idea of side benefits or even intangible benefits because there's so many of them. They're so powerful. And just being better at your craft, not just like the podcasting craft, but just being a better expressing yourself, understanding who your audience is, paying attention to who's the one sending you the feedback saying, I love your podcast right? For us, it's for us, the people who send us most of our feedback and love about our podcast are really about the 
30 to 35 year old to 55 year old podcaster who uh, is really excited about catching up to the more senior advisors and and they kind of feel like they've got this inside track on how to do it because they're willing to leverage technology digital marketing and pay attention to the intimacy of of a media like this so that can be really powerful so once you've got your your host you're, you got some pride you're talking about people you got your focus what's the next thing matt this is my favorite part of the whole thing because i hear all the time Matt, I don't know what I I'm going to talk about. And if you go through this, this exercise, it makes it very, very simple. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to grab a piece of paper. If you're driving, don't do this. But if you grab a piece of paper and in every other line, just throw, go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way down to 12. And the first one you're going to write down, what are the top, well, as many as you can, what are the questions you hear the most from your favorite clients? Favorite clients, not schmucky clients, favorite clients, right? So in financial services, that's going to be to Roth or not to Roth, social security questions, life insurance questions, legacy questions, active versus passive management, asset allocation, what's going on in the markets, tax questions about like tax loss harvesting. What is a 401k versus a Roth versus a regular IRA? So I just gave you 10. Right. So I just gave you 10 topics that we know people click on, by the way. But then underneath that, you're going to write one subtopic underneath that. So you're going to get a little bit more specific. What you've just done there is you've created a year's worth of two podcasts a month content. It's that simple. Right. Now, you might be thinking, well, other people are talking about that. So why would I? Well, yeah, other people are talking about that but you're their advisor. You're the person in the community that you want to position yourself as an expert. And if you go back to, to step number one, which is focus, you also have to have the right niche, right? So it doesn't matter if this person's niche is Harley Davidson and this person's niche is airline pilots. You can both be talking about the same thing because the context and the marketing surrounding it is fundamentally different and that makes a huge difference. So you just scheduled or just lined out 12, actually, it's going to be 24 podcast topics right there with that super simple exercise. Boom. Boom. Dude, I, I, I did this on a webinar. It was talking about this and in the chat blew up and they're like, oh, my God, I never, ever thought it was going to be that easy to come up with topics. But yep, that's this way, you know, it, it is definitely a barrier to entry in the minds of people who want to start a podcast, particularly financial advisors. It's, I don't, what am I going to talk about? And now, now the next fear is, is, is they're going to get the first 24. I'm going to say, how am I ever going to get to 48? 24 is all I, that's all I got. Trust me, when you get done 24, there'll be plenty of other stuff to talk about. This evolves to, to a degree. I don't know if you can't turn it off, but we haven't been able to. Yeah. So there's just, there's lots to talk about. At some point it'll be, which is the thing I, I should talk about because I got a lot I could talk about or mm -hmm. can talk about. You get your first, you get your first 12, 24, you, you, you put together a schedule, I guess would be the next best thing. Yes. Any other best practices there about like launching and style, stuff like that? Let's talk about the podcast launch. The, the Netflix model of binging is really very, very applicable to podcasting. It's like if you ever go on YouTube and you kind of go on a YouTube uh, 
rabbit hunt, right? So you start on one video and you look on the right-hand side and you see there's another video and you click on that and you click on that and you click on that. Well, people are going to do the same thing with your podcast. They're going to listen to three to five podcasts generally back to back to back which is super, super powerful. So you do not want to launch your podcast until you have four to six episodes in the can. And then you need to be consistent with the release of your podcast. Every Tuesday or every other Tuesday is when you're going to drop your podcast because this is opt-in marketing, right? People opt in, they subscribe to your podcast. When you launch a new podcast, When then what happens is they are uh, notified that the podcast has been you know, published. Next, so the other part of it is format. I get a lot of people who ask me all the time about solo casts versus interview podcast or interview style or guest style podcast. And unless you are a professionally trained actor, performer, improv artist, you're a, a certified speaking professional through the National Speakers Association, I do not recommend solo casts. I have tried to do solo casts as a person who's done hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, and it's really, really hard to execute. So we want you to do an interview-based podcast. It's a much easier to do. Uh, we'll use Kirk and me as an example. Kirk, it sure as hell is a lot easier to ask me questions than it is for me to ask you questions and you have to wax philosophical. Is that a fair statement? I just can't imagine anybody listening to me for 25 straight. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, I pull it off as in I could talk for 25 minutes, no problem. And I think a lot of people feel like they can talk for 25 minutes. But what we like is we like, or actually, well, research really bears out that the most successful podcasts that are out there are interview style podcasts. I mean, you look at Joe Rogan, Hardcore History, even something like Ira Glass, This American, Ira Glass, This American Life. There are multiple different voices that appear on the podcast, which yeah. keeps the listener's attention. But sometimes the the solo, the ones who are good at solo, like like I think back to Malcolm Gladwell, mm -hmm. they they they're heavily produced podcasts because they've got big bigger budgets, right? Huge audiences, funded, whatever whatever it happens to be. But they they pull people in through the production and other ideas so they can mix it up. Right. But for most of I'm guessing most of the people listening to this, it's gonna be a different reality. And for me, it's not just the solo cast isn't just talking for 25 minutes, it's the rabbit holes. Yes. You would go down, you got nobody to pull you back out. Right. There's there's when you're having a conversation, you the connectedness to the other person on the other side, it's like a responsibility you have to, to either one pull each other out. Or, or two, to not let each other go down there or the expectation, hey, I got to bring this back because Matt and I were having a conversation about A and I'm, I'm on Z mm -hmm. and I better bring it back to A because Matt's head is, he's glazing over, right? You don't, by yourself, you just don't have those triggers to come back. Yeah. Podcast flow, what about that? Well, how do you structure the, like the flow of a podcast? Yeah. So we just, we came up with something called the perfect podcast formula. And, and I think that this is, this bears repeating here. And again, you're going to be able to take a perfect podcast formula course in our influence accelerator Academy very soon, which teaches you how to seamlessly go between these things. So the most important thing that you have to do, and there's, there's four. One is you have to be present. And what that means is you have to practice active listening and you have to shut up and turn everything off and you all you, you just have to focus, focus, focus. That is part of the perfect podcast formula. The next thing is storytelling. 
you have to have good stories. People love stories. People see themselves in the stories. And when your listeners see themselves in the stories that you're sharing, the more likely they are to subscribe to the podcast. The next one is going to be education. You need to come up with three to five educational points to every podcast. People go to podcasts to learn, not just to be entertained. But by the way, entertainment is another component. But the last piece is call to action. And Kirk, this is what drives me crazy. We have a, a gentleman who's now a friend of ours who was actually just on the show recently, Josh Timely. And uh, he's on our new podcast, the Be Your Own Loud podcast. He's actually going to be on this one too because he's a he helps people write books and he's freaking brilliant. And what he ended up saying, he, he said to me, Matt, I want you to listen to some of my podcasts and give me some feedback. And I listened to his podcast and gave him some feedback. And the biggest feedback was is that there's real estate on the podcast that you're not using, which is the call to action. You for 25 minutes or 27 minutes or whatever have been depositing thought leadership into the minds and ears of your listeners. It's okay to ask them to do something. Now, please don't do a hard close or anything like that because nobody wants to hear that. But they do want you to say, hey, if you love the podcast, do this. And at the beginning, it needs to be subscribed to my podcast. After you've done 30 podcasts, it needs to be shared the podcast with your friends and family. And then after you've done another 30 podcasts, that's when you can say, download my white paper, buy my book. Then when you get another 30 podcasts in the can, then that's when you can say, hey, look, we've been doing this for a really long time. If you've listened to all you know, 90 podcasts that we've done, you're probably thinking, I might wanna find out a little bit more about how I can work with this guy or this lady. So how do I reach out to her? And that's when you get you can get a little bit more aggressive and call to action. But you have to have an opening. It needs to be standard, just like what Kirk did at the top of this. You need to have middle, which is the three to five talking points. The closing, you need to have somebody who's going to summarize it. That's going to be Kirk in this situation. And then you need to have that, that content, or I'm sorry, that CTA. So that is the flow of the podcast. It works great for everybody. Um, it's the model that we've been using for over 300 podcasts and over 25 um, hundred podcasts that we have produced now here at top advisor marketing and it works really well yeah what's interesting is you're saying that i gave a cta at the very start of this podcast but here's the thing we're at 300 episodes of given people information so i would assume if you're listening i don't know how many you've listened to but we've we've deposited a lot of equity in our audience and i don't mind talking about where we want people to go after listening to this. And we actually have a free version of that, mm -hmm. uh, which we're working on growing. You've heard Matt talk about two people coming to office hour. Those are two people are really taking advantage of it. But the truth is, is we haven't really, we've only launched this from our podcast, right? So we're not heavily, we haven't started heavily marketing it. We're getting a feel for kind of testing it. We do have 80 people plus in the uh, free version. We've got a couple people in the paid version. We're expecting this to be so much bigger and powerful for everybody, but we're okay to start off slow, see what people are using it for. But the most impressive thing right now is how is, is the, the dedication, uh, the dedication is the wrong word, the engagement in the office hours yeah. and leveraging the people and the minds that we have there. And, and then all the resources that we already have and we're going to have, we're going to keep growing that. So I just want you to understand that this is about building a relationship with your audience and you'll have more leeway as your audience grows to do, to do more and more, particularly when it's really helpful stuff, right? Because there's so much value in what our academy 
uh, can do for people and it's inexpensive. There's a tremendous amount of value and help there. So it's pretty easy to do it because you'll quickly understand that. So it's not like we're selling you anything. Yeah. So anyway, the last thing, which may be one of the most important things, and it may be in a way summarizes the most powerful thing about podcasting. And the thing that makes it very difficult in any other medium for a financial advisor or an expert or a professional to really nail like they can in a podcast. So I'm going to let you run with this one, Matt, but I think it's, it's huge. And you and I, the more that we do this, the more I think we relate to people. I think we're just happier with it too, dude. I mean, you and I have lived in this world of financial services, you for 20 plus years, me for- well, you got to tell, tell everybody what it is. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's, you have to be yourself because everybody else is taken. You can't try to be like somebody else. You have to authentically be you because that's what the, the podcasting is all about. Whatever your quirks are, whatever your foibles, you need to be as unapologetically yourself because that's what helps you be your own loud. And most importantly, that's what helps you rise above the noise because there won't be anybody else in a category because you're in a category of one. Kirk, do you remember who said that? Um, it was Oscar Wilde. He said, you'd be yourself because everybody else is taken. That's the key, right? And the more Kirk and I have allowed ourselves to be ourselves, the more engagement we've had on the podcast, the more fun that we have, not just in podcasting everybody, but in work, right? I mean, we are able to be ourselves through our team. There are no false appearances. There are no errors that we put out. You need to do the same thing with your podcast because that's what people are going to connect with. Yeah. I I was just thinking of the reason why we haven't taken top advisor marketing on live stream yet. And I'm not sure if, if you remember this, but the problem is, is that Matt's beard is growing so wide that we can't fit it on, on the camera. <laughs> I, and we, we, and you're thinking, well, how does that work on be your own loud? I don't, I don't know. How are we making that work? It's I mean, really just, a, it's my eyes, right? All you do is you see my eyes in a big screen. of hair. That's pretty much <laughs> Matt it. showed up the other day for a meeting with me <laughs> and he has his red proud mouth hat on. He's got this beautiful white beard, which is growing by the minute. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, and he's got a green shirt on. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Anyway, it wasn't really Santa, but it was definitely Christmassy. No, it was really funny that you said that too, because I didn't even freaking think about that. And then I, <laughs> then I actually went and changed my shirt. Cause I was like, I don't want to look like Santa Claus yet. Well, I'm getting Matt, Matt is colorblind. So, it's, I, got, so I, got it. I mean, you do a pretty good job. Does your, I don't oh, know. My wife else. helps me dude. Are you kidding oh, me? That was okay. part of us. That was a part of us getting married. It was a deal. She actually signed. No, I'm kidding. She didn't. But see, that's the thing guys is you have to be unapologetically yourself. If you look at the people who are killing it in our industry, they're not trying to be like everybody else. They're trying to find their own loud. What is your loud? What makes you fundamentally unique and different? And every one of you has that. Right. So many people who I've talked to over the years and Kirk, I know you've done this through marketing and branding. They're like, well, I don't really do anything different. Okay. That's fine. If you don't do anything different, but are you different? Who are you? I, I think just don't take yourself so seriously when you're trying to do a podcast, maybe yeah. another way to, to look at it, have a little bit of fun with it. I think if you're going down um, a rabbit hole all the time, talking about all kinds of stuff in your life, you have to, you have to find the balance there. 
if you've just got a really interesting life and you got a lot of incredible stories and we have clients like that. Yeah, we do. Right. Who just have a lot of interesting things to talk about. I, I don't know that, that, that I do, but if it comes up and it's part of it, it happens for us. It's sticking mostly to, to list-based right. topics that are important to, to growing your influence or accelerating your influence. Look, I, I'm going to wrap this up. It's been great hanging out with you guys. Uh, we appreciate you coming to our podcast. We're hoping to meet you uh, in the Academy at some point. Matt does show up fairly frequently, but Julia is there all the time. We call her the librarian of the Academy and she's really amazing. And she's just getting started with what she's going to be able to help people with. We're working on courses. We're working on about three different, two or three different ones right now. And we're going to try to launch stuff every month. Not going to try, we're going to do it. And we're just going to help you get there. If you appreciate where we're at, and we, we appreciate where you're at. I think that's a pretty incredible partnership. And I can't wait to see what this all looks like in five years when, you know, we've helped a lot of you get to where you want to go. And, and to a degree, you've helped us get to where we want to go, which is helping more and more people be there and loud. This is uh, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran signing off from our Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. We'll catch you real soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.